Come on, join with us if you know it. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. He touched me. And melting. About that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Heal us, Jesus. Fix us up, Jesus. Make us brand new, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy is His name. The devil is defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Satan has no power in this place. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. Today is Holy Ghost Revival Day. Let us acknowledge our Lord and Savior with communion, with worship and praise. Let's give Him glory and honor. Let us talk to the disease. Let us talk to the sickness and cast it out of here. In the name of Jesus, get, get Satan, get sickness and disease, get. You've been defeated by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and we praise His holy name. You got no room in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I command you, sickness, to get out that body. Get out of the body. Get out of that mind. Get out of those emotions. And I, that person is washed with the blood of Jesus Christ completely. Completely healed. Completely forgiven. Completely restored. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Welcome to today's Sunday service, Holy Ghost Revival. Today we're a little loose as a goose, praising God, praising our Lord Jesus, and acknowledging our benefits. Let's go ahead and pray with the Psalm 103, verses 1 through 5, and you can repeat after me. Say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yay. Amen. Did I say that too fast? Let's go ahead and do that again. And this time, let's say, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, And forget none of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
Amen. Amen. Notice that King David in Scripture is talking to his soul. He is encouraging his soul. You, That's what we do here. We encourage our soul. We, got, we pray for our soul. We say, soul, I'm sorry that I abused you. Soul, I'm sorry that I hurt you and I kept you away from rewards and blessings by not loving myself. I ask you for your forgiveness, soul. I pray for your health, my soul. I pray for your prosperity, for you to prosper, my soul. Soul, and I pray and I ask God for your happiness, my soul, that you be complete, my soul, with nothing missing, nothing broken, all complete. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we bless you, O my soul, and wash you with the blood of Jesus Christ. And the inner man be washed with the blood, the mighty blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, the atonement for sanctification. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's keep praising him and thanking him that we are healed, we're restored, we're made brand new. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's go ahead and take communion for today's uh, Sunday service. Today is... Coronation Day is the day we get coronated by our Father as sons and daughters. Every day is Coronation Day, folks. Today we receive it, we acknowledge it, that we are God's children. Jesus came to, to allow us to make, make us God's children, and that's who we are. We have a Father, and we want to acknowledge our Heavenly Father and thank Him. Thank you for sending the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. And Jesus himself is recorded in John, Matthew, and Luke, that he took the bread in evening time and his last supper, and he, and he desired to have this last meal before his crucifixion. He knew it was in just a few hours he was going to be arrested and mistreated and placed and he is the sacrifice of the Lamb of God. He knew what courage, what stability, what strength. And with that, knowing that, he prayed for his disciples. He prayed for their advancements. He prayed that the Father would protect them. And he even prayed for us, that we will receive the message of the disciples. That Jesus is the Savior of the world. He is the Lamb of God that was sent to die to take away the sins of the world our Lord and Savior. Let us acknowledge him with the bread, the body of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. Thank you for taking us to heaven with you. We're seated in the right hand of the Father, who's all merciful and kind. Jesus took away all sickness and disease on the cross. He said, remember and do this in remembrance of me. So Jesus, we do this in remembrance of you. Let's go ahead and take communion right now. The body of Christ of what Jesus has done for us. His broken body. Restore, Jesus. Restore. Restore. Jesus has restored us. Restore. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring us. Thank you for restoring us and making us whole again, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you were sinless and perfect, 
nothing missing, nothing broken. And with that, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood shed for you. So we, the covenant of the ratification of the, of the agreement that we're, we're cleansed by the blood, we are cleansed by the word, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. The blood of Christ is the new covenant, the new agreement with Jesus Christ and the Father. Thank you, Lord, for this blood. Let's go ahead and partake of the blood of Christ. Restore, Lord, restore and restored. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for coming in today's Sunday service, a little different than normal. We sing a new song unto the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Truth and beauty surrounds him. He lives in holiness and glory. Let's go ahead and open in this Sunday service with a moment of silence, followed by the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our wrongs as we forgive those who have wronged against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So be it, according to the word of God to us. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 8, 23. First the Lord degraded the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, but in the end, he has glorified the seaward road, the land west of the Jordan, the district of the Gentiles. Anguish has taken wing, dispel in darkness, for there is no gloom where but now there was distress. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Upon those who dwelt in the land of gloom, a light has shone. You have brought them abundant joy and great rejoicing as they rejoice before you as as the harvest as people make merry when dividing spoils. For the yoke that burdened them and the pole of their shoulders and the rod of their taskmasters you have smashed as on the day of Median, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my life's refuge. Of whom shall I be afraid? One thing I ask of the Lord, this I seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life that I may gaze in the loveliness of the Lord, <clears throat> excuse me, and contemplate His temple. I believe that I shall see the bounty of the Lord in the land of the living. 
Wait for the Lord with courage. Be stout-hearted and wait for the Lord. Psalms 27. Waiting for the Lord is growling my feet out in the grass. Pen and paper. Waiting for answers. Waiting for the wisdom of Christ. Waiting for the strength and the joy of Christ. Waiting for the righteousness of Christ. Waiting for the sanctification and the redemption of Christ. Waiting upon the Lord. May take four hours. It may take 15 minutes. may take two half-hour sessions. Receive and wait for the Lord till your strength and your spirit and your enthusiasm is renewed and you've got a green signal. Very plain, very easy to distinguish from and sense for the enthusiasm and the joy of the Lord has come upon you. A second reading from the book of the Corinthians. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree in what you say, and that there be be no divisions among you. That there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same purpose. For it has been reported to me about you, my brothers and sisters, by Chloe's people, that there are rivalries among you. I mean that each of you is saying, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with the wisdom of human eloquence, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, there's two words that are universal. Hallelujah and thank you. Hallelujah and thank you. And that's what we're doing and emphasizing. Thank God for difficulties. Thank God for restoration. Thank you, Lord. You're restoring. Restore. That's our word for this week. To say, Jesus Christ, thank you for restoring my spoils. Thank you for restoring my health. Jesus Christ, restore Restore, Jesus Christ, restore. That's our battle cry. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty in this place. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Lord be with you and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. 
Let what had been said through the Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way to the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in a land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their notes. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and left their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and curing every disease and illness among the people. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. The Lord, the man who follows me, will have the light of life. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Our mass service has ended. Go in peace. The blessings of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Be made whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Be restored in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Welcome to today's Sunday meeting at Fernando's, your host. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Let's go ahead and do the third step prayer, please. Make sure we get a connection here. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right, now let's go ahead and get started. Today we're going to be reading the 24-hour little boy, little boy, little book for November the 14th. It says, a better way than judging people is to look for all the good in them. If you look hard enough and long enough, you ought to be able to find some good in every person. In AA, I learned that my job was to try to bring out the good, not criticizing the bad. Every alcoholic is used to being judged and criticized. 
That has never helped anyone to get sober. In AA, we tell people they can change. We try to bring out the best in them. We encourage their good points and ignore their bad points. People are not converted by criticism. Do I look for the good in people? Do I? Meditation for the day. There must be a design for the world in the mind of God. We believe his design for the world is a universal fellowship of men and women under the fatherhood of God. The plan for your life must also be in the mind of God. In times of quiet meditation, you can seek for God's guidance, for the revealing of God's plan for you today. Then you can live this day according to that guidance. Many people are not making of their lives what God meant them to be, and so they are unhappy. They have missed the design for their lives. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may try to follow God's design for today. I pray that I may have the sense of divine intent and what to I do today. <clears throat> Fernando, alcoholic. And remember our literature, if, if you're a follower of the 12-step movement, there's a section and a story called Acceptance is the Answer. It's about uh, judgment and uh, critical spirits. And sure enough, man, like we were judged, criticized, and we we stood up and we drank, and I'll show you. I believe that's that's one of the problems that, that caused a lot of uh, misunderstanding is that we weren't giving a fair share as a child and as a young adult and authorities uh, spoke to us with harsh, trying to instill anger in us. But in uh, in the reading of acceptance, it says right here that uh, if I focus on my good qualities, good will grow. And then and I'm looking for the other place where it says. Uh, Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, <clears throat> I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. I may have to <clears throat> take a look at acceptance. I may not see acceptance as other people see, and, and I see their re- <clears throat> excuse me, I see their results in life. Happy, joyous, and free with their type of acceptance. Maybe I'm not accepting things properly. Maybe I'm just putting them away in my grudge list. I'm putting them on my list. Maybe I'm still 
I'm still retaining resentments and I make it look like resentments. Speaking the truth in love is the hardest thing to do. We don't know if we're being judgmental, critical. Remember, Shakespeare said, it goes on to say on page 417 of the AA Big Book, Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation. And I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there is a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. That we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. So that goes in line with praying for others too. The chapter Step 11 in the 12 and 12 talks about that. We don't know exactly what God's will is for that person. And that's why we, uh, I let go and let God in my own life so I can do the same to others. If I'm doing life, I'm going to be doing a lot of mistakes. The more mistakes I do, the more life I get to do. When I go to travel on the airplane, go to Hawaii or something, if I make some mistakes and a lot of uh, factors go in into getting into the airplane, especially these days with COVID and registrations and this and that and having all your ducks in order. A lot of mistakes can happen, but the, the, the joy of getting there is the fun, the journey. So acceptance has emotions to it. Acceptance... And if you're looking for something and you get an answer and someone gives you an explanation, I got to camp. I got to make a, a, a camping there and stay there for weeks and think about it and write it and study it and go deep, go long. Makes a lot of sense to me, folks. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Giving the benefit of the doubt, not critical. Make sure I accept that thing properly. Don't say... If someone asks me, are you good, Fernando? Are you good? And I say, yeah, yeah. Then I'm lying. I'm lying to them. I'm lying to myself. I'm lying to God. I did not accept that thing easily. And I believe that's the root of our problem that goes all the way back. That it mixes in with being tough, being having a a rhinoceros skin. But the fact of the matter is... That I internalized it and I hadn't been able to find out how to get it out. A hurt, a longing, a missing. Uh, I love you. God bless you. Give them heaven. That's enough for today. I accept that I have a loud mouth. Let's finish this meeting with uh, the seven step prayer, please. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad, I pray that you not remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go off from here to do your bidding. Amen. Keep coming back, family. I love you. We're getting through this. We're getting better and better every day. Take care. All the way live.
Greetings, family, and welcome to today's reading of Daily Reflections of Alcoholic Anonymous. My name is Fernando, and I am in recovery. I have recovered from drinking, and I am recovering the information that I should have known all along. Preventive maintenance is the deal. So I have trouble with alcohol or alcoholism. My cells were affected from all the drinking. Uh, so I need to put good words in my cells now, good imaginations to keep it happy, joyous, and free. I got to keep pouring on the hopper, pouring in the hopper, and keep it steadily coming out with good words, good thoughts. Evil thoughts, bad influences can, are coming so easily either through my <clears throat> my anger, my emotions, or someone else's anger, emotions, or just even the devil himself putting evil thoughts of uh, everything you can possibly think of. So this is a shield for me. I don't want to go there. It does not produce a good life. This, as Bill W. said, this is a manner of living which brings great results. You know, first we use a passage, we find something in the big book that, like for instance, on page 31, 32, it says that our objective is to be happy, joyous, and free. On the very first introduction of the big book, it says that we have recovered. It'll get those two mixed mixed up with recovering from the mind, spirit, and soul, our education, as much as recovered from the from admitting on the first step. We admit it, we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had, past tense, become unmanageable. There's old timers that say that our life is present tense. They're always scared of today. They're scared that they're going to, you know. I mean, that was good in the beginning. I was, didn't, I had a healthy fear about going to those crazy places. They gave me a beating and a licking that, almost caused death. So without a defense, without good words, of course, without reading the book, of course, you're going to be doubting yourself that, but the book does say we can go among those people if we're invited to a wedding, if we're around for good, reasonable business. Uh, We can be around alcohol. We don't have to be uh, scared little puppies. Or be antagonists or uh, barn burners like I was at one time with my family. All right, so let's go ahead and take it easy. Let us be an example of what the program does in our lives today by living what the objective is. Freedom. Okay. Freedom. Freedom. November 14th. Daily Reflections. Here we go. Let's pray. God, grant me this, the grant me the strength, grant me the wisdom. How does it go? <clears throat> grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. I have a big old plaque in my room a sponsee gave to me. 
It's I've been up at 1.30 in the morning. It's 2.46 a.m. I'd like to go, uh, go back to and take another hour of snooze. Today's going to be a great day. I'm having another AA buddy and his wife come over. They're going to be my wife. We're going to watch some football. We're going to have uh, vittles and enjoy each other's company. November 14th, Daily Reflections. <clears throat> Excuse me. We ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 86. I invest my time in what I truly love. Step 11 is a discipline that allows me and my higher power to be together, reminding me that with God's help, intuition and inspiration are possible. Practice of the, of the step brings on self-love. In a consistent attempt to improve my conscious contact with a higher power, I am subtly reminded of my unhealthy past with its patterns of grandiose thinking and false feelings of omnipotence. When I ask for the power to carry out God's will for me, I am made aware of my powerlessness. Humility and a healthy self-love are compatible, a direct result of working step 11. Okay, let's go back to Alcoholic Anonymous, page 86. We ask God for inspiration and an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. Let's read that uh, paragraph in content. Let's see what it says all there. 86. It says... In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We're often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasion of inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumptions in all sorts of absurd action and ideas and choices. Nevertheless, we keep forging ahead. We find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. Well, for me, folks, I'm Fernando, I'm alcoholic. Uh, I read an article uh, called Calling about waiting. That period of relaxation may take four days of putting your feet on the grass and waiting. And as we get better and better with it, we can easily move into the fourth dimension by relaxing and waiting for a higher thought, a higher wisdom, not an evil thought. If you compare it to... uh, a thought coming from the evil side, you can easily distinguish the two when we get skillful at it. You know, how, how best can I deal with this situation? 
and then you wait for an answer. And if your strength is depleted, if my strength is depleted, if my anger is depleted, I go ground myself and I wait for inspiration. Waiting for strength and inspiration, I believe, is a relaxation. It's another word for surrender, getting hold of yourself. You know, when you don't have an inspiration to do something, why try it? You know, just relax and wait. Uh, yeah, sometimes some things are are worth doing badly than not doing at all. You hear some people say, well, I won't do that because I'm going to do it badly. Yeah, they have a point. If it's a real uh, critical situation, and uh, but we're not loaded, we're not using, most likely, sometimes when we act like it, it goes very well. Just showing up. Uh, all right. Well, God bless you. I hope I didn't confuse you. Like I got a little road bump there. The point is that God has power for us to access, has wisdom, enthusiasm, and good results. That all is well and it's getting better and better all the time. Relax. God is in control. All right, let me go ahead and shift gears here. Instead of trying to make another podcast, I'm going to go right into my reading today of uh, Faith to Faith, spiritual. For those of us who enjoy this kind of stuff, I do. It just I went to a two-year Bible college, and uh, it was... It was nice. I got a I got a bachelor's degree in uh, drug and alcohol counseling by a Christian college up in Northern California. Uh, never used it. Didn't employ with it. I do it for. I did it for fun, for entertainment. But I ran back to AA. I ran back. I could not. Uh, they didn't have a format. They didn't have a good running engine like AA does. Um, so I do both now, and but in Alcoholic Anonymous, I enjoy the characteristics and people's explanation of their their faith, their hope, <clears throat> their love. Kenny Copeland talks about putting love to work, November fifteenth. Excuse me, today, November fourteenth, right? Hey, I'm one day ahead of the game here. That's tomorrow's reading putting love to work. When the Pressure is On by Gloria Copeland, November 14th. Then they feared the Lord, spoke often one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written about him for them that feared the Lord and that thought about his name. Malachi 3.16 And then they, they that feared the Lord spoke often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and the thought upon his name. In other words, someone's taking uh, notes on what we're saying when we talk about God, when we fear him, when we reverence him, when we respect him. 
I don't know if you have ever been disconnected from Father God and that feeling of darkness and that you're not being uh, approved by the Father and you're out there in loneliness and, and it's dark. <clears throat> yeah, that's we're walking towards hell. That's a good taste of what hell is like. To be disconnected from hope, faith, love, laughter, joy. Our actions have been calling that kind of life, so we got what we were asking for. So now we turn around, call upon the name of the Lord, call on Jesus, and the light will turn back on, and you'll start walking the other direction. And the only rope that we can pull on is mercy. And you have other people that are pulling on that rope like we're doing, and that is why we talk about the Lord and how He works in our lives and what our experiences are. And the Lord hearkened. The Lord is listening. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone say, good morning, Father. We're talking about you again. Thank you for being merciful. Thank you for giving us grace, understanding. Thank you for giving us a second chance. Thank you for not abandoning us in our ugliness and fixing us up. Thank you. We're good to go. Gloria Copeland says, Have you ever noticed that those who have the most exciting, faith-inspired testimonies are those who've been under pressure at some times in their lives? They're the people who stayed faithful when the pressure was on. They're the people who believe God's promises of prosperity in the midst of desperate financial situations or trusted God for healing in the face of a terminal disease. My friend, when you get into a hard spot, that's not the time to back out of on God and begin to say, Well, God, why did you let this happen to me? It's not the time to step back and reevaluate His faithfulness. What I'm saying to you is this. When tough times keep dragging on and the situation around you seems to refuse to get in line with the promises of God, don't reevaluate God. He's not missing, and he's not failing. Do not reevaluate God. If you're going to reevaluate anything, reevaluate yourself. Look and see where you may have failed. If you still can't find out what the problem is, just say, God, I don't know what's wrong here, and I'm asking you to show me. But one thing I know the problem is not with you, and I continue to be moved by your word and not by circumstances. Then, when he reveals something to you, be quick to make changes. I want to encourage you to stand firm and keep honoring God with your words. The Lord is listening to you when the pressure is on. What is he going to hear? Psalm 62. Beautiful, beautiful, exactly what we've been talking about. Now we're going to shift gears and go to Limitless Love. The other reading of the Copelands is great. See, this stuff that I read here is actually uh, universal Bible study stuff. You can take it to the bank. This is what they teach us in the universities over there. And you're getting it here for free. Receive correction like a wise man. 
this is by Gloria Copeland again. The scripture we're using here is Proverbs 9, verses 8 through 9, New American Standard. It says, Do not reprove a scoffer, and he will, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in his learning. Did you hear that? Do not reprove a scoffer. So there's a lot in in this scripture. She's going to break it down for us on what. uh, And that happens all the time in AA. I don't know if you notice if you say somebody to, if you tell somebody to do something and they do it and it saves their lives, they love you for the rest of their lives. And if you tell another person the same thing, they'll hate you for the rest of their lives. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. If you've been around AA long enough and sponsor people and you may be the one hating or you may be the one giving advice. Thank God I'm the later one. At first I thought that it was too much but because those guys weren't getting paid they were doing it out of love and I knew they were. So I listened and I'm glad I did. So this, this plaque that I have here in the Serenity Prayer, that was just one guy that I did. Now he got four years. All right, we're going to read the same scripture again, but we're going to bring it down to a, uh, a more easier uh, translation. Break it down. We're going to see the same scripture, but in the Amplified Do not correct a scoffer who's foolish, ridicule, and takes no responsibility for his error. A scoffer is a person who foolishly ridicules others and takes no responsibility for their error or even admit it. He will hate you, but if you correct a wise man who learns from his error, he will love you. Let's break that scripture down a little more, go into a couple other translations, and then we'll read what Gloria Copeland said about that. Thank you for being long thinker. You're seeking words, you're seeking wisdom. I may have the word that God has for you today. The Passion Translation says, So don't even bother to correct a mocker, for he'll only hate you for it. But go ahead and correct the wise. They'll love you even more. Amen. Okay, now we go to the Message Bible. Message Bible says, actually it clumps up a few verses together here. If you reason with an arrogant cynic, you'll get a slap in the face. Confront bad behavior and get kicked in the chins. So don't waste your time on a scoffer or you'll get for your pains is abuse. But if you correct those who care about life, that's different. They'll love you for it. Save your breath for the wise. They'll be wiser for it. Tell good people what you know. They'll profit from it. Skill living gets its start in the fear of God. 
insight into life from knowing a holy God. Skilled living gets its start in the fear of God. It's through me, Lady Wisdom, that your life depends and the years of your life ripen. Live wisely and wisdom will permeate your life. Mock life and life will mock you back. Woo! You talk about heavy dose of wisdom. Thank you, God. We're here alive and well. At three in the morning. All right, Gloria Copeland goes to say, When you read the word of God, receive it like a wise man. Be quick to let it correct you. If you see what you've been talking or acting in unloving ways, don't get insulted and resent God for bringing it to your attention. Don't get a chip on your shoulder. Be grateful for it. The Bible tells us it's the grace of God that teaches us to reject ungodliness and live uprightly. Titus 2.12, it's the grace of God when we see in the scripture or hear someone preach a word that pricks and convicts our hearts. It's the grace of God that moves a fellow believer to loving point out an area in our lives where we've been blindly disobeying the word of God and violating the law of love. So when it happens, we shouldn't get puffed up about it. We should thank God for showing us where we're missing it and immediately make the necessary change. We ought to be so teachable, so pliable, and quick to repent that the moment we see we've been wrong, we say, Oh Lord, forgive me. I was wrong. I received that word of correction and I'm going to do it right from now on. Sometimes when correction comes, we change our behavior, but we do it with a bad attitude. We're like a little boy who kept standing up on his chair on the table despite his mother's commands to sit down on the high chair. Finally, she threatened him with such severe punishment that he did what she told him. But the glare on his face let her know that even though he was sitting down on the outside, he was still standing up on the inside. It is easy to let that attitude slip in when it comes to walking in love. When God corrects us and instructs us to be kind and forgiving towards someone who has been mean to us, we sometimes try to change our actions without changing our attitude. It is as if we were saying, Okay, God, I'll be nice to that person, but I'm not going to enjoy it. When we do that, we miss out on God's blessings. He said, If you be willing and obedient, you should eat the good of the land. Isaiah 1.16 when God corrects us, He expects us to not just be obedient, but be willing as well. Only when we enjoy the benefits He promises. Don't rob yourself of the blessing by hanging on in an ugly attitude. When God shows you you're wrong, quickly make the adjustment. Willing and lovingly receive God's instructions and enjoy the rich rewards that come to the wise man. Let me back up a little. Let me read those two. Back up. It says, when we do that, when we we miss out on God's blessings when we jump off the handle. He says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Isaiah 119. When God corrects us, he expects us to not be obedient, but willing. But just be willing. 
He expects us to not just be obedient, but also to be willing as well. Only then we will enjoy the benefits he promises. Don't rob yourself of the blessing by hanging on in an ugly attitude. When God shows you you're wrong, quickly make the adjustments. Willingly and lovingly receive God's instruction and enjoy the rich rewards that come to the wise man. You know, it stands to reason that uh, we get... um, we read the Word of God, and it it either blesses us or um, it convicts us, I guess, or reminds us that I acted wrong. What I'm trying to say right here, folks, is that there's more to it in offenses than meets the eye. What I'm saying to do, what I propose is that we write down the offense towards God and let it rip. Why so-and-so that... You know, prideful, and bring it to God and write it over and over again till it stays on the piece of paper. Okay, and then we write down, um, uh, according to page 552 in the AA Big Book, where it says, Acceptance is the answer to all our problems. We accept it this way we accept it by writing the offense down and talking to God about it with fierce anger on the piece of paper, tearing the paper apart and just busting it up and telling God. And then going to page 552 and it says, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person or the thing, I say if you will write it down and get it out of your soul and then pray for that person you resent, you will be free. If you will write down in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Write down about their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and obey and do it anyway. Write it down. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find... You have come to mean it, and it stays in that paper, and you get it out of your system. And one of the things, too, it it goes back to all the other offenses that weren't processed correctly. We have thousands of those offenses that weren't processed correctly. So this very first offense, this new offense, opens the door, and it causes a domino effect to open the door to the other ones. What if we get an avalanche, folks? And we start living. Right here it says, And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. I believe it's true, my theory, that it's a theory, really, of writing things down and talking to God about it. It's like going to a punching bag and and imagining that person is the punching bag and start punching it. So you do that with uh, with paper, and you write it down. But you're talking to your father. You're talking to the higher power, to God. And you you know, this person, blah, 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 write it down. This person, blah. You do it for 14 days, get it out of you. And then you write down what blessings you want for that person. Even though you don't want it, you don't know what you don't, you don't uh, 
desire for them, you obey, you do it anyway. You want their good health, you want their pray for their mother, their kids, you pray for their employer. You even pray for their enemies. Your enemies' enemies, you pray for them. You pray for that person's relationship with God, you know, that they come to a terms and peace, that that person will awake. So get all your, we get all our anxieties, our, our, our hurts, our, our thoughts of what's supposed to be right on paper and right, folks. Because it stands to reason, uh, we get all our instructions in the written form to how bad we are or where we messed up in the written form. So we got to go back and put it in the written form too and leave it there. Wow, sounds good for me. I love this stuff because I'll be using it later. I'll be using it when I'm going down the road. I can listen to this podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. And it makes sense to me. All right, I'm almost done. We're going to read the book of Psalms today. Psalms 12. Excuse me, Psalms 14 in the New King James Bible. Thank you so much for listening to my rhetoric. Thank you so much. I pray that I do what I'm talking about. So before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is about 14 days away. We might start a little project and start writing down every day a letter to the Father. These instructions, you know. Write it down and then write it down. And then, Father, I pray that you would bless them in Thanksgiving uh, with health, resources, and a good life. And that will bring a reward to us. It sounds like it's it'll be just a quick, uh, the offense and giving it to Father. And then the, the, the prayer for you, writing it down and sign it, date it. Take about five minutes and do it every day for 14 days. What if it works, folks? And, and you really be grateful and thankful on Thanksgiving, especially if you are odd with a family member. You will be called the righteousness of God. You will shine like the stars forever and ever. You will be called a child of God, a peacemaker. And you will have a greater love that will protect you for future abominations and problems. Amen. Okay, Psalms 14 says, Folly of the godless and final triumph and God's final triumph. A Psalm of David. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. There ain't no rules. They are corrupt though. They have done abominable works. There is none who does good. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of man to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. They are all turned aside. They all have gotten together and become corrupt. 
There is none who does good, no, not one. All of the workers of iniquity, no knowledge. Have all the workers of iniquity, no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call on the Lord? There they are in great fear, for God is with the generation of the righteous. You are ashamed the counsel of the poor, but the Lord is his refuge. I'm going to go ahead and read that uh, in another translation just to give us a little ease on the on the flow. Good news translation. Okay, here we go. Good fools say to themselves, there's no God. They are all corrupt, for they have done terrible things. There is no one who does what is right. The Lord looks down from heaven at a at us humans to see if there are any who are wise, any who worship him. But they all have gone wrong. They are all equally bad. Not one of them does what is right, not a single one. Don't they know, asked the Lord, don't they know? Are all the evildoers ignorant? They live by robbing my people and they never pray to me. But then they will be terrified for God is with those who obey him. Evil doers frustrate the plans of the humble, but the Lord is their protection. But then they will be terrified, for God is with those who obey him. Evil doers frustrate the plans of the humble, but the Lord is their protection. How I pray that victory will come to Israel from Zion. How happy the people of Israel will be when the Lord makes them prosperous again. Beautiful. Now we go to Psalm 44, a prayer for protection. With our ears we have heard it, O God. Our ancestors have told us about it, about the great things you did in their time in the days of long ago. long ago you drove out the nations with your hand but put but them you planted you afflicted the peoples and cast them out for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword nor did their own arm save them but it was your right hand your arm and the light of your countenance because you favor them you are my king O God Command victories for Jacob. Through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name we will trample those who rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, nor shall my sword save me. But you have saved us from our enemies and have put to shame those who hate us. In God we will boast all day long and praise your name forever. But you have cast us off and put us to shame, and you do not go out with our armies. You make us turn back from the enemy, and those who hate us have taken spoil for themselves. You have given us up like sheep intended for food and have scattered among us the nations. You sell your people for next to nothing and are not enriched by selling them. 
You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to all those around us. You make us a byword among the nations and shaking of the head among the people. My dishonor is continually before me, and the shame of my face has covered me. Because of the voice of him who reproaches and reviles, because of the enemy and the anger, all this has come upon us. But we have not forgotten you, nor we dealt falsely with your covenant. Our hearts are not turned back, nor have our step departed from your way. But you have severely broken us the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. If we have forgotten the name of our God or stretch out our hand of a foreign God, will not God search this out? For he knows the secret of the heart. Yet for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake, why do you sleep, O Lord? Arise, do not cast us out forever. Why do you hide your face and forget your affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our body clings to the ground. Arise for our help and redeem us for your mercy's sake. Isn't that interesting that sometimes we think God is away from us and is against us and is punishing us severely. And we're really uh, blaming him. But the fact of the problem is, is that we... uh, we haven't been studying like we promised. If he get us out of this thing, we would we would told him we would sing songs and study and do good things. I'm sure we haven't kept our part of the bargain up. Or planted good seeds like we're doing now. Right now we're we're churning the ground. We're we're planting good seeds. Let me go ahead and shift gears right now for time's sake. We're gonna read Proverbs 14. About another five minutes and we'll be out of here, please. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. He who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. Where no oxen are, the throw is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. A faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and does not find it, but knowledge is easy to him who understands. Go from the presence of a foolish man when you do not perceive in him the lips of knowledge. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright there is favor. The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter the heart may sorrow, and the end of myrrh may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The simple believe every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. 
A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. A quick-tempered man acts foolishly, and a man of wicked intentions is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil will bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. He who despises his neighbor sins, but he who has mercy on the poor, happy is he. Do they not go astray who devise evil, but mercy and truth belong to those who devise good? But mercy and truth belong to those who devise good. In all labor there is profit, but idle chatter leads only to poverty. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. A true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaks lies. In the fear of the Lord there is strong confidence, and his children will have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, to turn one away from the snares of death. In a multitude of people is a king's honor, but in the lack of of people is the downfall of a prince. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding, but he who is impulsive exalts folly. A sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. He who oppresses the poor reproaches his maker, but he who honors him has mercy on the needy. The wicked is banished in his wickedness, but the righteous has a refuge in his death. Wisdom rests in the heart of him who has understanding. But what is in the heart of fools is made known. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. The king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath is against those who cause shame. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Greetings, welcome to today's reading of the Word of God. Truth from the Bible about speaking God's Word. Mark 11.23 says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe to those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. Mark eleven twenty three. And the Lord said, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sick mind tree, Be thou plucked up by the roots, and be thou planted in the sea, and it shall obey you. Luke seventeen six. And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea. Peace be still, and the wind ceased, and there was great calm. Mark 4.39 Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
Hebrews 11.3 For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. John 12, 49-50 I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I should command him. Deuteronomy 18-18 Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that to do his commandments hearken unto the voice of his word. Psalm 103-20 the wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of the lips increase at learning. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth, and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and held to the bones. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and his lips there is a burning fire. He shutted his eyes to devise forward things. Moving his lips, he brings evil to pass. Proverbs 16, 21, 23, 24, 27, and verse 30. The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and added learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Proverbs sixteen twenty one and 23. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom is the flowing brook. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18, 4, 7, verse 20 and 21. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be satisfied, and by the words thou shalt be condemned. Matthew 12, 34, 36, 37. If any man among you seems to be religious and brittle, not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in James, is in veins. James one twenty six. But the righteous, which is of faith, speaketh on the, this wise. But what say it? The word is nigh unto thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10.
verses 6 and 8 through 10. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise, Hebrews 10, 23. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Joel 3.10 A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that open wide his lips shall have destruction. Proverbs 13. 2 and 3. There is that speaketh like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is held. Proverbs 12 18. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome to today's Sunday Mass service. Let us go ahead and open with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for coming to Mass Service today, Sunday. Please get your elements ready. You can put me on pause and go grab your bread and your juice. And we're going to do communion. We're going to acknowledge... Our Lord and Savior, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Master, Savior. Get on our knees and say, Uncle, say thank you, Father, for dying on the cross. Thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross for us. Let us go ahead and take the bread and let us right away acknowledge who Jesus is. Let us pick up the bread and Jesus said, Do this in remembrance of me. So we see him that he is the bread of life that came down from heaven, that this is the works he asks us to do, to believe in him and believe in, in his words. And so we believe that Jesus is the bread of life that came from heaven to give us eternal life. So let us partake of that bread, the body of Christ, right now and believe And with that, the Lord Jesus, he said, take my blood that sanctifies you from all sins, the blood of Christ. It washes away all our sins, all our hurts, our broken hearts, and restores us to the Father and makes us children of God. 
Lord Jesus, thank you for ratifying your covenant with us, making an agreement yes. that as we do this, Lord, it will be the great exchange. Amen. Our failures for your success. Yes, Lord. Our defeat for your victory, thank Lord. You, Lord. Our poverty for your richness, Lord. Our sadness for your joy. <clears throat> our hate for your love, Lord, and our poverty again for your riches. We thank you, Jesus, that you gave us your blood to sanctify us and make us wise and redeem us from all sickness and disease. We are cleansed and made brand new in Jesus' name. Let us partake of the blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 7. I, John, saw another angel come up from the east, holy the seal of the living God. He cried out in a loud voice to the four angels who were given power to damage the land and the sea. Do not damage the land or the sea or the trees until we put the seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. I heard the number of those who have been marked with the seal, 144,000 marked from every tribe of the children of Israel. After this, I had a vision of a great multitude which no one could count. From every nation, race, people, and tongue, they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, Salvation comes from our God, who is seated in the throne, and from the Lamb. All the angels around the throne, and around the elders, and the four living creatures. They prostrated themselves before the throne, worshiped God, and exclaimed, Amen, blessings and glory, wisdom and thanksgiving, honor, power, and might to be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders spoke up and said to me, Who are these wearing white robes, and where do they come from? I said to him, My Lord, you are the one who knows. He said to me, These are the ones who have survived the times of great distress. 
They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the book of Psalms, chapter 24. Lord, this is the people that longs to see your face. The Lord's are the earth and his fullness. The world and those who dwell in it. For he founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Or who can stand in his holy place? One whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is in vain. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward from God his Savior. Such is the race that seek him, that seek his face of the God of Jacob. And now we will have Anna read us a reading from the letter of St. John. Okay. Um, Beloved, see what the love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God. Yet so we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we shall be has not yet been revealed. We do know that when it's revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope based on him makes himself pure as he is pure. The, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. First John 3, 1 to 3. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who labor in our burden, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. The Lord be with you, and also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up to the mountain, and after he sat down, he, his disciples came to him, and be, he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. 
Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Happy are they who suffer persecution for justice sake. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our mass service has ended. Go in peace. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And may the Lord bless you throughout the week. And enjoy and praise him and count your blessings. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 amen. Go in peace, children of God. The Lord has blessed you and approved your works. Amen. Amen.